multiple strains of income. We hear about it and see references to it all the time. But what does it really mean? Do you really need them? And better yet, how do you get them? Join us on this journey as we become stream chasers through raw, transparent discussions on everyday business happenings and have deep dive conversations with entrepreneurs and other stream chasers that are straight up doing it. Get your pen, phone, or notepad, whatever it is, grab it and lock in. It's payday. I'm getting paid to learn how to run a business. I'd rather do things when I want and how I want and get paid more or some office job. Oh, so you are after something. And what's that? Freedom. All right, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode on the Stream Chasers Podcast. You got myself, Kaylin. And I'm Candice. And we're glad that you're still on this journey with us as we all try to increase our multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how we always start every episode. Candice, what's been going on with you these last couple of weeks? Oh, raising these kids. That's what I've been doing. Um, I have a new job. So trying to balance raising my children, which Mm -hmm. y'all know I got a she's eight months old now. So eight month old, eight year old and a 15 soon to be in two weeks, 16 year old. Mm. Um, The new job. So 40 employees, specifically five. This is like really my first time with like second line management. So Mm. like I manage six people who manage people. This is it's an interesting uh, change in in gear. But um, so managing employees and their expectations, especially at a new place, everybody wondering is a new boss going to come in and flip this place upside down. Right. And then it is wedding season at Pretty Prince. So managing wedding season. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot. Yeah. What about you? Um, for me, I've been, um, like grinding, you know, the, the norm, of course, Mm -hmm. podcast things, but also, um, trying to get go stretch a space. It's a challenge. Okay. Um, because we're big on a location. So like that's, that's priority number one. Okay. Which is finding or making the location work for us. Okay. Um, just because it's the first thing and having to go back and forth, especially with school, Mm -hmm. you know, so just trying to find that convenience. But in our area, there's not much to choose from. Yeah. And the ones that are available are very expensive. Mm. Like that are making an impression. I don't even make no like It makes no sense. Why is that? Expensive. Uh, expensive. Even Jamie, when we had, um, you know, a few weeks ago, Uh (laughs) when I told her the price of the square footage, she was like, Oh, yeah, that don't make no sense. But yeah. that's that's what you pay for in Upper Marlboro. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that it's in, it's it's important the impression that a location makes because I have a chiropractor in Upper o- Oxen Hill, so mm-hmm. I saw him when I was pregnant with Kai, and I'll be honest, when I pulled up to the location, I almost didn't go in because I was like, mm. this building is terrible yeah but you go into his suite inside the building and mm-hmm. it was wonderful so i'm yeah. glad i went through with it and he's a great chiropractor yeah but that area of oxen hill and where <laughs> that building was the building is like falling down it was like yeah. this is not yeah so continue on your journey sir make <laughs> yeah, sure you so find just, the right uh, one yeah just trying to find the right one um but like i said making the right decision you okay. know so yeah that's that's what's been on my my plate along with many of the other business mm-hmm. things now speaking of that and many of the other business things. 
you are a family man. You got a wife and kids. Mm-hmm. You work a nine to five, you mm-hmm. know, and then you have multiple other businesses that you are trying to uh, balance between the podcast and go stretch and the mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And then you were even doing like football coaching at one point, right? Yeah, I was. Okay. I actually took that off this year. Okay. Took that off my plate. <laughs> How do you go about organizing your time for all of those things? Um, I look at priority. Okay. Um, so I weigh the priorities, mm-hmm. um, you know, based on the things that I'm doing. Um, so with that, of course, family comes fir- mm-hmm. first. But then right after that, it has to get into the things that's bringing money in the house. Okay. Um, because some of you may or may not know, but it's like Go Stretch is not a side business. That's a full-time business. Not mm-hmm. for me, per se. I, I have a part-time role. Mm-hmm. But it's a full-time business, meaning just like how you all need your jobs to have that income, that paycheck. Go Stretch has to make a paycheck. Mm-hmm every month mm-hmm. so um with that that takes my next my second <laughs> priority uh-huh um but but again to answer your question I'm, I'm very big on weighing priorities okay and like again so of course family is number one uh-huh um and i actually have a system that that i actually um i learned it back when i was studying for project management okay but it can be applied to life okay really but it's how to weigh priorities hmm. or or in, in the business world you can weigh uh, business ideas to see which business ideas should you really be going after okay just like in the house which chore should i really be doing first okay um based on you know different criteria and stuff like that so i'm very big um just with listing out all my stuff Okay. Um, very big on to-do lists. Okay. Um, and then just knocking off my my thing, just keep it moving. And then there there would there are times where I feel like I've been on the computer a little too much. Okay. You know, like I've been down here all Saturday afternoon. I need to go upstairs to show face. Okay. You know, so there are those times in trying to balance, and I'm sure no one's ever always happy right you can't keep you know everybody (laughs) happy at all times Uh uh-huh um but at the same time just try to keep those things at the forefront of my mind that i do have multiple things okay that has to be done let me tell you something um the way I manage these things is by dumpster fire. Which one is the biggest <laughs> fire? And that's where we move in. We're going to put that one out and then we're going to move to the next one. It's a terrible way uh, to organize. Yeah. I do recognize. <laughs> I know this. Um, and, and I am thankful for my husband who is at home with a baby because yes. like I just he he looks at me sometimes and he said when he sees me moving from fire mm-hmm. to fire, he just mm-hmm. be like, I love you. Oh, yeah. And that's all he can say because I know there's more behind that, but he has chosen the righteous yeah. path, which is just the end of that. I love you. Yeah. I don't know how you're doing it or why you're doing it, but I love you. I have learned what I have. What I can say is what I've learned from him is before we met, I would try to fit like 17 things into a day. Oh, um, yeah. It was a terrible idea, uh-huh. but I have learned to like lessen that. I'm down to like five things now. Mm-hmm. So like I can get like five things in a day and feel good, but it would tear my day apart because if one thing mm-hmm. didn't go to plan, right? Like yeah. one, the cashier at Target took a little bit mm-hmm. too long. Then it took me, a, I caught the wrong <laughs> red light. Then my whole day was like trash, oh, yeah. right? Nah. 
Um, so today, <laughs> our guest is going to talk to us a little bit about that and organization because uh-huh. she herself is a multiple hat wearer. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a nine to five. She's a parent. Mm-hmm. She has a side business she, or a business, a burgeoning business. So, you know, I'm going to read a bio about her because I feel like sometimes for some guests, y'all know that some guests we read bios about because y'all just really need to understand <laughs> what we getting into. OK, so Miss Michelle McKinney defines herself as a dream architect. She helps women design, construct, and bring their God-given dreams to life while also juggling the various roles of life. She's on a mission to help them realize their dreams in life through coaching and transparently sharing her lifestyles and her lifestyle brand Sundays with Mish. Okay. She brings to the table 25 years of strategic planning and administrative experience working alongside senior executives at top performing companies like Starbucks, American Express, Fannie Mae, and my own Zion Church. Okay. Mm. All right. So uh, Mish launched her business. So that this was God's big dream for her. It has been the perfect intersection of her entrepreneurial roots as a child, strong people skills, understanding of systems, infrastructure, and organization in the corporate world. She is fascinated by the idea that every woman can fulfill her God-given destiny before she leaves this earth. Her not-so-secret mission is to create a world where women push past their fear into a realm of unshakable faith, stop playing small, we be talking about that, y'all, and boldly (laughs) declare who they are and execute what they were created to do. Um, She also lends a philanthropic arm to serving on the National Advisory Advisory Council for National Angels, a nonprofit whose mission is to walk alongside children in the foster care system, as well as their caretakers by offering consistent support through intentional giving, relationship building and mentoring. She resides in Upper Marlboro and today she here. Okay. (laughs) Welcome, Miss McKinney Mish, as we gonna call her on the show today. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Oh, so where shall we start in all of because I'm gonna tell you what. I read that I got overwhelmed. <laughs> I just want to be honest because yeah, of the multiple things. It's a, not only is it a big bio, it's a lot of things. Like yeah. I heard the juggling of yeah. many things. Okay, so let's start with uh, your nine to five. Yeah. So what do you do there? All right. So in the simplest fashion of my nine to five, I'm okay. an executive assistant. Right? Okay. And so in that space, I think there's two types of executive assistants. Okay. There's the person who is scheduling your meetings mm-hmm. and maybe answering your calls, right? Mm-hmm. That's one level of yes. an executive assistant. That's not what I do. Okay. I am more <laughs> of a strategic sort of executive assistant, and that's kind of how I've carved out my career and been able to work with some of the really top performing executives at the companies that we've named mm-hmm. because I take the approach of tell me the holistic space of where you're trying to go. I know where you are, so mm-hmm. let, we could talk about that, but tell me where where you want to go either personally and or professionally, mm. right? And so I take it from that perspective. So it's like, yeah, we're going to schedule the meetings and we're going to get the calendar stuff done, but what's the vision and what's the goals? And right. so that's kind of how I carved out a really specific niche for myself um, to be able to work with them. But then also in turn, I get to learn from them over all of these years in terms of how do they at that high performing level, how are you balancing and juggling your personal life and your professional life and hitting these targets that your investors want to see happen right mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the executive assistant space that i've carved out for myself and i love it actually it mm. sounds like a lot yeah I, let me tell y'all about my assistant 
that's not where she's at. Okay, she's on. She's scheduling calls and meetings, right, but we want right. we want to try to get her to the next level. Not right. on that executive level. It's a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's doing all that much assisting. To be honest, I mean, I'm just being honest. Anyway, okay, and then let's talk about Sundays with Mish. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So the Sundays with Mish is something that's kind of evolved more naturally um, over this this year, right? right? Because online and social media, I was sharing. I not I was. I've always shared very transparently. My life is just who I am. I think from a faith perspective, it is, I think, what God's asked me to do. Like, you know, and and when I say I share transparently, I still try to protect if there are other people involved, Mm -hmm. their privacy as much as possible. Right. Um, But I share what my life is like because I felt like when I was in my 20s and I was going through a lot of like challenges in life, especially in the faith space, Mm -hmm. my experience would be that I would ask people, how do you do this and how do you get through it? And the answer I got a lot of times, well, baby, just pray. And I would be (laughs) like, "Okay, I am praying. I know I'm praying, but like when I finish praying and I get up (laughs) on my knees, (laughs) what's the practical that I'm supposed to do? And so because I just felt like I just didn't get enough of that. Okay. I have just tried to open my life up as much as possible to talk about all the different facets of my life and how I juggle it, how I excel, but then how I mess up and then Mm -hmm. how I, you know, scrub Mm -hmm. off my knees a little bit and get Mm -hmm. started again. Um, And so that's what the Sundays with Mish space is. It's like talking about juggling all the different things. And this is what it looks like. And Sundays, the reason why it's Sundays with Mish Mm -hmm. is because Sunday is the day that I use to reset life. Mm-hmm. Is the day that it is for me for restoration, refocusing, and just being able to refresh all over again, and then really think about what is it that I want to do to get out of this week to win the week mm-hmm. that helps me to look at the overall what I want to see happen in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, as I hear you say that, we're going to get to the third part of your life, which is family, in a second. Mm-hmm. But as I hear you say that it feels very intentional. Like mm-hmm. you're going into your day with a lot of intention. Mm-hmm. I think that might be where I'm messing up. <laughs> I'm be honest. Because it feels... What you mean? Because, I mean, she's getting up and she's saying, okay, Sunday is a day that I'm going to do this, this, that. I literally tackle whatever's in my face. Just whatever pops up. Whatever yeah. is popping uh, up. The only person in my house on the schedule is the baby. Yeah. And I don't even know how that happened, to be honest. <laughs> it's just, it is yeah. what it is. But I, I mean, obviously I have a, I have a nine to five, so I have a nine to five schedule. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, yeah. like I, I read about entrepreneurs who, so, and maybe you can um, talk to this, but I read about entrepreneurs who like, and people who have multiple, you know, streams of income who are like, okay, I'm doing this from this time to this time, mm-hmm. from this time to this time, I'm doing this. Like I've blocked off this. That's, That's not how my, I work. Is that how you work? Yeah. yeah. That is amazing to me. Is that how you work as well? It is. Because this is the thing. If you look at, I know you can't all, and you shouldn't always look at your life in terms of how companies and businesses operate, but you are. You are are a brand. You are. You are a personal brand and you are a professional brand, right? And if you look at top performing companies and how they operate, it is either you're going to be on the receiving end of things all the time or you're going to be on the pitching end. Okay. And there's Mm -hmm. a great balance between the two. But if you're always on the receiving end, right, you're always responding to other people's requirements, their mm-hmm. priorities. And so what ends up happening is the things that are the big dreamy things or things that you want to get done, you won't have time to get it done because you're always receiving what somebody else is pitching to you. 
So that's hmm. why it's important. I mean, not you don't have to be so rigid because if you're a person that's a creative, yes. that can drive you crazy if you're too rigid. Okay. But being able to have some disciplines and like for me, I have morning routines and I have nighttime routines. And the importance of those routines is that they kind of trigger me to say, now it's time to start this. Because if I don't have that, I'm going to rely on my emotions and my feelings, and they are all over the place a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm relying on those emotions and feelings to get done what I need to get done, half of the stuff that I need to get, more than half of the stuff (laughs) is not going to happen because I'm juggling all the different spaces. Sounds like working out because it's like, you know, that emotion was supposed to get done, but that emotion is like, I'm tired. I'm not working out. Yeah. And then, but like you said, you got to set those triggers or literally force yourself to do it, to do it. So like one thing that you, there's a book, one of my favorite, favorite books, like I would say like top five, it's a book called the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. Right. Mm. And in it, they talk about, I don't know if it's the keystone habits or whatever it is, but the example that they get is that in working out, right. Is that if you know that you need to work out and you know that you don't feel like working it out, working out, that means at night you need to make sure that your shoes are set right next to the door. The workout (laughs) outfit is already there. All those things are already set up for you yeah. to help you to move into the behavior mm. that you want to see happen. Otherwise, what will happen is that you're going to lay in the bed. So and being able to did. set those routines <laughs> yeah, to trigger us helps mm. so much. Do you understand? So let me give um, the audience a little bit of backfill. So I met Michelle. Oh, I don't know now. It's got to be. It's, it's been a while. It's been some years now. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine called and said she knew I was running a small business at the time. And she got a few other women that were running small businesses together. And she had Michelle conduct a session for us at a Wegmans. You know, they got like the community space mm-hmm. at Wegmans. Yeah. And so we had like Michelle bought some some worksheets and we filled some <laughs> things out. And we were like visioning and then doing some intense. And it was all Michelle. Listen, she did it for me. And I was like, I'm on board. Whatever train she's on, I'm on it. I'm buying like I'm here for the thing. And then a few years later, I had her come and do a session at the house with a few of my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And we saw one yesterday um, when we were out with our young kids and we were still rehashing some of the things that we heard and learned at that session. Michelle is it for me. I don't know about y'all, but she like like even in this small amount of time, I just it's like the intention the organization these are the things that i desire mm-hmm. in my life and i don't know how i keep running around to these dumpster fires like setting my shoes by the door like duh candace like you said you want to go on a run put the things there like make it easy for yourself yeah okay yeah. now so that the people get a full um uh, round circle about you can you tell us about your family life yeah so i have three wonderful children okay um two are grown adults at this time but they are actually in college okay mm. one is a senior mm-hmm. uh, and the other one is a junior and then i have my elementary baby uh she is nine years old okay. soon to be 10 and okay. she will remind me that those double digits are coming and a birthday party <laughs> is expected um i am more recently divorced meaning okay. like in the last it's been about a year okay a year now um but separated much longer than yes. that um and so i am you know kind of in a new transitional space of my life mm-hmm. you know entering into this dating world which Ooh. is a dumpster fire at times <laughs> in and of itself uh-huh. but at the same time what's been great is learning about myself mm. in that process which is sometimes hard because you're going through growth um and you think you know it all and you think you know what you want but then mm-hmm. you start to learn more about yourself so that's my family 
family dynamics um, and having, you know, adult children to raise is very different than raising elementary and high school children. So there's a lot of juggling in figuring out how to support my kids at the various levels that they are in, but then still running a business, working a nine to five, taking time for myself, trying to explore dating, trying to be with my friends, trying to support my family. It's a lot of different pieces to manage. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot. That that sounds like a lot. And I wouldn't even dare want to add Dayton to my list. Just throw Girl, it in the trash. For every reason you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how you manage to juggle it all. Like, yeah. how are you doing? Because I look at your lifestyle brand and I think it is very successful. I mean, I'm not on the inside, but I, I see it growing. I see it doing the things. I know that you do like vision um the vision playbook i think is that's what it's called yes come on i'll be yes. knowing yeah. the vision out. playbook is coming out and, and something oh, that we coming do. out well she does it she has done it every yeah. year okay. right so it's something that you do at the top of the year to set intent and focus for your year mm-hmm. and and so um so the next one will be coming out here soon so i'm i am i am a student in this moment and i want to <laughs> learn how you're juggling all of those things yeah so i think the first thing is to give yourself grace right okay and, you know, there are times as, you know, as clearly as I was, uh, I think, alluded to earlier that I do mention faith in various pockets of it, of my life. And I understand that we're all at different spaces uh, for, you know, which is great. Um, for me, it's a foundation of how I've learned over the years. Right. Okay. And so the reason why I mentioned that is because I remember growing up and hearing about this Proverbs 31 woman. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, she the bomb. Right? <laughs> she doing all this stuff. And it wasn't until one day I was invited to speak at a women's event and I was studying about her. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm. We have all been bamboozled and misled Mm -hmm. because, yes, she is incredible. But this woman was doing all these different things at different seasons of her life and she had help. Mm. Right. And so when I got that into perspective, it was like, okay, yeah, you don't have to be all the things at all the time. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is while I mention all these different roles in my life, I'm not doing them all at the same time. And so even as we talk about the vision board playbook, you know, and we're looking at the roles and what's the vision for each of these roles of your life that you want to focus on within whatever calendar year. At the top of the week on that Sunday, Mm -hmm. I think about, and there's usually about seven to eight roles that I encourage people that you can focus on, no more than that. Out of those seven to eight roles, it is what are the three or four that I'm going to focus on with intention this week? I need a piece of paper. Okay. So (laughs) out of that, for example, right? Like last week, I had a huge mom focus. Okay. And so and so there was a mom focus. The one area that is always a non-negotiable that you have to have in there every single week is self-care. That's mm. a non-negotiable because we all know the analogy about, you know, if you're on the airplane, put your, put your mask on yourself first. And it's like we mm-hmm. say it, we can regurgitate it. Yeah. But I don't know that we are all as great about practicing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's guilt that comes into it when it's time to take care of yourself, because mm-hmm. especially if you have a family, whether it is a you know, a nucleus family that involves a spouse and children, or if you're a single person and you have a family, mm-hmm. there's still people to take care of. And so we often still take care of everybody else and put ourselves on the back burner. Mm-hmm. But what I'm encouraging us to do, and you know, even in, in the bio, even though I, you know, there's a lot that I talk about that this is for women, it's all still transferable to men as well, mm-hmm. right? Because men have the same challenges to various degrees that we do. And so it's looking at all of those things and of those four roles that I want to focus on, 
how do I want to, what is the impact that I want to have? What are the to-dos for this week that are going to align to what the overall vision, what I want to see happen? How am I going to make, so let me just give her a quick example. If one of my roles is wealth builder, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a spe- there's some specific things that I've created in a vision statement for my role as wealth builder, right? So on a week to week basis, it doesn't mean I'm totally ignoring the other stuff. I'm still paying my bills, even yeah. if that's not my focus. Mm-hmm. But there may be that particular week where it's like, okay, I need to sit down with a financial investor this week because I haven't done that yet. Gotcha. Because the goal at the end of the calendar of my 12 months is I want to be, I want to see my portfolio diversify more and I want to have more stocks and things like that. Mm-hmm. If we leave that stuff to chance, I guarantee you by the end of your calendar year, it's not going to be done yeah. mm. because when we were talking before you were receiving everybody's stuff. So all that to say is that I'm balancing it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. I'm giving myself a lot of grace mm-hmm. when I need it because just when I have the, the goal set doesn't mean I'm going to hit all of it. Got you. So when did you know or realize that you wanted to be in a position to help other people? Or like mm-hmm. coach others. So I think for me, um, because I was doing this work for, you know, all these years with senior executives, mm-hmm. there was this internal spiritual thing that was like, you know what, you are doing this great work for senior executives. How about we take what you've learned mm-hmm. and what you've been able to do successfully with senior executives and let's take that to the everyday woman. Mm. And so the burden for me for women specifically, um, I've always done, not always, I've for a lot of my adult life, I've done things with women in my home at Wegmans mm-hmm. and, you know, wherever I could find a space for us to mm-hmm. talk because I felt like, um, and, you know, the brothers come and come at me sideways with it. It's like, not that the brothers don't want support too, mm-hmm. yeah. but in terms of what my burden is for, mm-hmm. my specific burden is for women who often put themselves on the back burner and help to advance everybody else's pieces. Mm. So because I had been doing this work successfully for senior executives, it was like, you know what, this stuff is all transferable. Let's take and understand how do you balance and manage the calendar and your time and all these things that are pulling at you. And then so I kind of started, you know, dabbling with a little bit before it became an official business, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And so then Dreams Unleashed was born naturally out of that. And that's the name. So Dreams Unleashed is the name of the of your business it's the actual business and sundays with mish is more of an off spin of the lifestyle component of it got you so the sundays with mish like what type what, what platform is that like mm-hmm. that you're delivering the mm-hmm. content yep so right now the sundays with mish part happens for the most part on instagram live okay pieces like that um, at one point, it was always only on Sundays. And mm-hmm. so part of what the vision is, is that to unleash a podcast of oh. sorts to be able to share the information um, that drops on a Sunday to gotcha. talk about let's get set for the week and all the different topics that go around with our roles. Um, so that's kind of the, the foundation currently. And then eventually a blog and those kind of pieces to be able to house a platform for it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And the roles, because you said there's eight roles. Mm hmm. And ever so in the Sundays with Misha's or the Mish mm-hmm. Sundays with Mish. <laughs> or you could say Sundays with Michelle. That's cool. Okay. Too. <laughs> I respond to all that. So that's where you would every Sunday tell them to look at the eight roles. Yep. And but you only choose you said up like four. four. Choose yep. up to four. Mm-hmm. And then that's what you focus on in that upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. So today would be, you know, for me for intensive purposes, let's say today's a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. It would be a day that I'm looking at those eight 
and I'm thinking about where have I been spending a heavy amount of time. And part of the way that I'm able to do that is that I use Google Calendar. You can use Apple Calendar, whatever, and I color code my calendar mm -hmm. according to the roles. And so at any point, I can kind of look at a landscape of my mm -hmm. calendar to see what color has been showing up heavy. Mm. And more often than not, the color that would show up so heavy is green, which is Dreams Unleashed. The area that was not showing up, the areas were self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I'm popping and I'm saying, like, I didn't see it. I would not see enough pink. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I did this, this other piece of training that I taught people recently called the Wheel of Balance, the other areas like uh, Wealth Builder, Keeper of the Home, all those things, it was like they were... Um, doing really well, but like the areas that were particular to me, like physical, my health and self-care and romance and all mm -hmm. that, that stuff was on life support. <laughs> and so <laughs> being able to look at it from that way on a Sunday to mm -hmm. when I'm not emotional, I'm not in the thick of it, I, you know, that daggone TikTok song, into, into the, the thick of it. Every time you hear But when I'm not in the thick of it, uh -huh. then I get to take a step back to say, okay, where do we need to focus this week? And that I think is the key because as I'm thinking, I'm hearing you talk, but I'm also doing some self-application over here. Mm -hmm. I think <laughs> in the thick of it is when I'm usually like, okay, something's got to give. But then there's too much pulling at you at that moment that needs your response where you can't like, well, not that you can't, it would be difficult to stop a moving train. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to set aside a time mm -hmm. and say, what do you want this week to look like? And then even be able to reevaluate what the last week ended up looking like Absolutely. and say, okay, let's do some adjustments some mm -hmm. fine tuning if you shall. Yeah. yeah. And then one other thing that I think is important that I don't want people to miss is, you know, when I was talking about the, the whole Proverbs 31 mm -hmm. woman mm -hmm. is that remember I said she had help. Yes. You got to get help. Mm. You got to outsource. I've gotten so much better with outsourcing. Right? Okay. So I will not, it won't happen at a, on a regular basis all the time, but some of the things I outsource, for example, we were talking about my daughter's hair mm -hmm. earlier, right? Is that I outsource getting our hair done because the drama, the <laughs> tears, the, all of it, it is not worth the exchange. I'd rather mm. pay somebody and mm -hmm. let them do that. Yeah. I also, at times I'd, outsource somebody come in to clean my home. I outsource my laundry at times. Mm -hmm. If I'm overwhelmed and I see the laundry is stacking up and I have a lot of deliverables in the business and in the corporate side, mm -hmm. I will send my laundry out to a wash and fold to get those things done. They're just, I, at one point I outsourced meal prep for myself, even though it was just my daughter and I at the house with the boys being away at college. Mm -hmm. It was like, I have all this stuff. So there are times and seasons where I really lean into outsourcing because when you are wearing multiple hats mm -hmm. and you are running a business and you are working a nine to five and you have a family and children and you're trying to show for it's a lot mm -hmm. it's too much for one person to do and so being able to ask for help mm -hmm. however you need it is, is is a great thing for you yeah and you know i didn't even think about that as help right mm -hmm. like having uh maids in black come through Hello. and clean the house okay mm -hmm. um i never i think that's like a non-traditional way of thinking mm -hmm. about help, but it is something that you do, right? Yeah. If they not scrubbing the toilets, you got to scrub the toilets. Absolutely. Somebody got to scrub these <laughs> toilets. Exactly. It's got to happen. And I think people who run businesses, um, you know, as we say, we encourage multiple streams of income, rather that's multiple businesses or you're nine to five plus a business or mm -hmm. however you get it, right? We say multiple streams of income requires a level of um, time and mm -hmm. focus that means that traditional tasks 
chores, if you will, sometimes fall by the wayside, right? Mm -hmm. Because the grass is overgrown and this, but it's all got to happen. And I think that's the part that I struggle with is trying to do all the things, hence 17 things in one day. (laughs) So what would you say, you know, just listening to you two, what would you say or recommend for somebody who doesn't have the disposable income Mm -hmm. to outsource laundry Mm -hmm. and cleaning services and all that type of stuff. But it's a lot on their plate. Like how would they manage? Ask for help. And that was something not this year, last year, um, that that was my biggest learning lesson of the entire entire year. Like I'm in a space right now and where I'm starting to write out what are my learn, what, what lessons did I learn this year? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm starting to write that out and think about that year. Right. Last year, my biggest learning lesson was ask for help. And for me, that was during the season where I was, you know, or a year before I was going through the divorce. And so I was not good at asking for help. I was great at being a helper, Mm -hmm. but asking for help, not great at it. Mm -hmm. And that took a level of humility and being able to, to say, I can't do it all. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and I don't know, I mean, you could probably speak to this, maybe men experience the same thing. Um, and specifically black men, but I know specifically black women, I think the way that we are often raised, um, not everybody, but many, I love what Michelle Obama said years ago is that, you know, we love on our boys talking about black mothers, we love our love on our boys, and we raise our daughters. And that there are so many things that as growing up as a young black girl, and then going into womanhood that expectations are set on you to do it all. Mm -hmm. Like, make sure you save your money, keep your skirt down, Make sure that, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't depend on a man for any money. It's Mm -hmm. all these things that you are told that you're supposed to do. And that weight gets heavy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was very difficult to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And so during that season of, you know, transitioning and going through a divorce and I'm now a single parent and my life is changing so much and I'm having to start all over. I had to learn to ask for help with basic stuff. And so as I learned to ask for help, the beautiful thing that I learned also is that the people that I ended up asking for help, they enjoyed giving it. And not only that, from a faith perspective, I think that, you know, whatever it was that they were giving, I think personally that it was a resource that God had given to them for them to be a conduit to give Mm. it to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's that part of it. So there's the asking for help. But then the second part of it is receiving the help Mm. and in receiving the help, which you have to understand that it may not get done exactly the way that you want. So let's say you ask your mother, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your cousin, your sister, whoever, Hey, can you come over and just do like a couple of loads of laundry for me? Like the towels and the sheets, right? You might like, I like my sheets, my not my sheets, but my towels to be folded like Bed Bath & Beyond. Trifold, yes, right? Yes, that's me. Trifold, <laughs> uh-huh. flip them a few times, yes. and everything is going to stack. And, and the look, beautiful rounded side, they yes. all going to look like that. And then when they go in the, in the linen closet, uh-huh. they're all aligned and they're perfectly beautiful. Now, when you ask your cousin to come do it and come help you, and uh-huh. she's like, or he's like, yeah, no, I got you back, right? Mm-hmm. They come, they fold it in quarters. Yeah. And you looking like, but the edge is not... <laughs> 
you ask for help right and so you have to release the control of it because Mm. there's a bigger goal at hand Mm -hmm. right now in that season of your life is the most important thing that the towels are perfect and looking like a bed bath and beyond showroom or is it more important right now that you're hitting some of the targets that you've set for the end of your year Mm. that's the change I think that you have now when you pan somebody that's That's the difference Mm -hmm. when you pan you know what you call maids in black when you pan maids in black you can say uh uh my towels don't get folded like that but when you're asking for help because in this season you don't have the money to do it Mm -hmm. then you have to make some concessions gotcha I love it I just don't know if that would work for me. <laughs> I, you, what's funny is while you were saying it, I was thinking Kaylin was like, Mm-mm, the control, he got to have it. But no, no, it's not even the control. I'm just thinking about the family. Cause oh, it's like, really? Cause it's like, and this is, this is how I think. Yeah. How am I to ask you to help me come do my laundry? <laughs> but you got your own laundry to do. So, so like, how can I expect you to come help me? And this is what we miss, right? Mm -hmm. Think about this. Like, so you know your level of overwhelm. I know mine. You know yours, right? Mm -hmm. There is also something that ignites in us when we have the ability to serve and help other people, Mm -hmm. right? It actually sometimes gives us an escape. Now, there are some people you don't want to do stuff for, right? Like, oh, Lord, I can't believe they got, because they they just like, this is their 50th time call. That's different, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're that person that you just like good people, Mm -hmm. and you ask, and you typically are not the person that's like, you know, checking for everything. Mm People really don't mind and actually want it, want the help, want mm-hmm. you to ask the help, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, they might have a full plate. I have a full plate, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm trying to shift the narrative about my life because I I don't like the fact that when my family members or my friends call, the first thing that comes out of the bare mouth is, "I know you're really busy." Mm-hmm. I don't want that to. Yeah, I am, but I don't want that to be the narrative because yeah. I want them to know that yeah, I'm available to you. Mm-hmm. And if you need me to now, I may not come cook the dinner. Mm-hmm. But girl, I will go pick up the dinner come and on. I will come bring it to your house. Mm-hmm. I'll order from Wegmans. It might be the rotisserie chicken yeah. and some size and tell me, you want some dessert? I got you, right? Yeah. And I will bring it to your house. Mm-hmm. But even with that, I'll find time because I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're somebody that's important to me. So I think when we can have that exchange to understand this is really about being a community. So the same way that you guys have a community of people that listen here, we all need each other. Yeah. And so in that space, we have to, as much as possible, that's why we have that. I'm saying we have to learn to ask for the help. Mm-hmm. It is a learned skill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she, so she hit on something that I've heard from a business standpoint. Um, so I heard this entrepreneur say, um, oftentimes he's out in public, right? And people notice him. Uh-huh. And of course they want to get advice. Okay. Right. But he said, they'll often lead with, Hey, if you don't mind, can I get a minute or, or just a quick moment or he said they won't say nothing at all. Uh-huh. Right. So he said, but but he said he wants to be approached. So he said, but when that one person and he said this happened to him, he was standing in line in the grocery store and the guy just started rapping to him like like they was they had two hours to just talk. Uh-huh. And but he said he literally poured everything into this man mm-hmm. because he likes he, he liked the fact that I can help or pour into this person. Yeah. So like you're you're, you're yeah. right. There are a lot of people out here is like just ask me just ask yeah ask for what you want you know i think that's in business that's in our personal Mm -hmm. life 
ask for what you want, like specifically, you know, because when you don't ask and we beat around the bush, like, oh, you know, no, ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if you don't get it, then at least now you have an answer and you're not struggling trying to carry the burden in bags that really, I think, there are other people sent to be able to help you to carry your load. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree with that like a thousand percent. You know, it's funny um, because... I am one of those people, as we have discovered from this conversation, who try to do it all, right? And some of it is a little controlly because that's just who I am. Like you, like you, I like my towels, like Bed Bath and Beyond. I do. I like the showroom look. Um, but with that, you know what I've learned is people really don't mind helping me, you know, because I never ask. And so one of the things that happened, I have an eight month old. And one of the things that happened after we had the eight month old was trying to figure out like what's going to happen with like daycare and all that kind of stuff. And my mother-in-law and my grandmother-in-law sprang to action. They, I I didn't even, I mean, I barely mentioned like, I'm going to have to look for help. And they were like, got it. You know, my mother-in-law retired from her job was like, I was looking for a reason to retire anyway. (laughs) And they literally, they come to my house. One comes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The other one comes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They take Mm -hmm. care of both girls. And they, I mean, not when I say take care of, that is like an understatement of the year. Like I was able to, I put a stop to Maids in Black and paying for Maids in Black because Maids in Black was coming in like, we don't have nothing to do because Mm. my mother's-in-laws have taken care of it all. I mean, they cooking, they cleaning, they sweeping, they doing all of the things I had to learn how to receive that help. Yeah. It was hard for me at first because I was cleaning up before they got there because I was like, no, 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 this is too much. But it is learning to receive that help. That has changed the dynamic of the way that I do things at home, the mm-hmm. way that I'm able to put focus into my business, the way I'm able to put focus into my marriage, the way I'm able to put focus into so many things because I have the help. I didn't even want to ask for help when she first said that she was going to retire. Like she told me, she's like, I think I'm gonna retire and come take care of the baby. I was like, no, no, don't do that. Don't like, I, it, it felt like too much. Like who am I to ask you for this kind of help? But literally that's what she wants to do. Yeah. Cause think about it like this and correct me y'all because I am not a sports person, Okay, but I love sports analogies and just <laughs> okay. stories. Right. Okay. So tell me if I had this wrong mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go way, way back with this. Right. I think about the space of Michael Jordan and his greatness, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. If Michael Jordan would have tried to play all of the positions by himself, he would not have been as great as he was, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. If you think about Scottie Pippen, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The role that he had helped Michael Jordan to assist to be able to get to where he needed to be, right? Mm -hmm. He played a pivotal role in the wins just as much as Michael Jordan and the entire team in and of itself, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have people that are really designated i mean Mm -hmm. they're really designated to be able to assist you and the thing is just like like i used to watch ww it was called wwf when i was a kid Uh but you know the person you know with all the fakeness or realness i don't want to spoil nobody's santa claus (laughs) moment with (laughs) wrestling but you know with all of it you know you got somebody in the ring the person that's on the other side, they can't even come in to help when you exhaust it unless you tag them in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless you tag your assist in, it's all on you. Yeah. You could be in that ring dying. <laughs> 
And there's somebody that's like, yo, put me in the game. Put me in the game. Let yeah. me in the ring or wherever. But we won't tag a man because sometimes we think that it's a ding against us in terms of our value mm-hmm. or that people might think that we are not capable of mm-hmm. and that we think that there's some weakness in us. And I would imagine women feel like that, but I would imagine even more so men struggle with it at a much higher level mm-hmm. because the difference for women is that we talk about it a lot more. Yeah. Like we have the openness and the safety of, of conversation, whereas men, there's this role that you all play about being a provider Mm -hmm. that if I ask for help, am I still being the provider? Yeah. So there's a lot of that that comes into play that if it is that you are going to be a multiple hat wearer with all the different things that we do, you have to be comfortable regardless of gender, regardless of position to be able to ask for and receive help. Yeah. And that's just (laughs) that. That's the that (laughs) on that. Okay. I mean, it's, I am going to be better. That's that's what I would like to say. I'm going to put a pin in it. So we learned from our last guest, last episode y'all watched. She was like, speak it, put it in, put it in the mm-hmm. atmosphere. I am a big, like, yeah. I'm reserved about these kind of things. I don't put a lot of things in the atmosphere. But there we go. Put a pin in it. Yeah. We're going to ask for help. We're going to do the things and ask for help. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess, I mean, because like you said, if you don't, no one knows that you need. Mm-mm, you're going to drown. Oh, drowning. my goodness. And I just, because I, I, I was try, I literally trying to do all of the things. So now let me talk to you about methodologies, yeah. because it's one thing, um, um, like people say, to to say it and to theorize it. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is like actual methodology. So you said you use a Google calendar mm-hmm. to kind of like to put your roles in in a in something visual so that you can see it right now. How do you go about, um, is there like specific amounts of time that you allot to each one Mm -hmm. of these things? Like, how do you go about blocking your time? Cause I need to know, cause I'm going to go home and get my Google calendar together. (laughs) Is it like 30 minute increments? Is it your whole day? Your self care? Is that under the mom block? Like, how does this work? Yeah. So when I'm working with clients specifically who come to me for time management and calendar management coaching, know that she can do that. (laughs) Uh huh. I start with a Google Calendar first or Apple Calendar, whatever kind of electronic calendar, because we can play around with it as a template to see what does this need to look like. Okay. So we start with the big rocks. Like I think most people have seen the Stephen Covey example about the big rocks and with the vase, the clear vase. And it's a thing where you take these big rocks and what people will typically try to do in that example is you put all the little pebbles in first and then you try to fit the big rocks in Mm -hmm. afterwards and it never fits. Right. Mm -hmm. And so their visual example was Let's take the big rocks and let's put the big rocks in first mm-hmm. and then we'll take the pebbles and the or the sand, whichever one you mm-hmm. use, and we'll put that in and shake it around a little bit mm-hmm. and things will settle and all of it will fit that mm-hmm. you need to. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's relative because all of it is not going to fit in terms <laughs> yeah. of what yeah. our lives look like. Right? Yes. And so I take that same approach with the planning space. Okay. So when we're doing the, the electronic calendar, mm-hmm. it is what are all the big rocks first? And for most people who are juggling You know, you want to say, oh, my family. But the reality is for me, I I just believe let's start with reality. Let's put in your nine to five stuff first. Because that's going to be there. Because it Mm -hmm. is taking that is typically if you're working 40 plus hours in a week. Mm -hmm. That is the big rock. Yes, that is. It is what it is. You are 
contracted whatever space to work for this company for that amount of hours. So let's put that in there Mm -hmm. because it is what it is. Because then around that time, then you get to start thinking through, well, when am I going to do my self-care? Like if part of my self-care is working out, I know if I need to be at my desk and at this point and still in a pandemic, you know, in front of this Zoom meeting or whatever, Mm -hmm. then if I need to be in front of that at nine o'clock or eight o'clock, I might need to now backtrack and start my day at 530 mm. to get on my Peloton, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So my Peloton, I do that for 30 minutes. So it starts again with the big rocks first. Okay. And so in looking at those big rocks, then it is, remember I talked about the roles. Yeah. So for this week, what are the three to four roles? Remember I said self-care is non-negotiable because okay. it has to be in there because that's how you're going to continue to keep yourself filled and motivated. So then it is, how are we going to fit in the other things? And part of that is, what do you want to see happen? What do you need to get done? Mm. And being realistic about the time that it's going to take for you to do those specific tasks. So that's how I look at it from a week-to-week standpoint. Okay. But when if I'm starting out in a very general space with a client, mm-hmm. we are kind of time-blocking like what you're talking about, okay. right? And so I have clients that, okay, they know that they, even though they had their contracted, they know that there are certain days with their company that Mm -hmm. I can kind of go ghost Mm -hmm. um, because I'll make up the time, however, right? And so we'll look at the calendar and we'll say, okay, we know what are your high performing days? So your high performing days might be Monday, you know, Monday, okay, everybody's getting in the office. So that's a high performing day. Another high performing day might be Wednesday Mm -hmm. and then maybe Thursday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, you might feel like I could bojangle a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at all of those times and then we're fitting in the things that we need to. Got it. So that's how we're doing it from a general sort of space. I love it. So speaking about your business in general, mm-hmm. I know you have, you know, you do um, Dreams Unleashed is the business. What does life look like under Dreams Unleashed? I hear you say you have clients like how are people booking you or coming by you? I know you do speaking engagements. I mean, I'm just speaking to what I know. I know you do speaking <laughs> engagements and all that kind of stuff. It's like, so what does business under Dreams Unleashed, what does it look like? Yeah. So that's a great question because the business model is currently changing. Okay. Um, which is important because I think, you know, I think as you learn and grow in mm-hmm. your business, you figure out, and as the times change, you also figure out how do you need to pivot, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so part of my pivot currently is that I have always been a service-based business for as long as I've been in existence. Okay. And the challenge with being a service-based business is that for the most part, unless you, unless I decided to grow the, like add coaches mm-hmm. to what I do, which is right. not necessary. It's not in my desire to do that. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen that for me. Um, it caps the amount of money that you are able to make. Right. Period. Right. Because you're only one person. you are one person. The, and mm-hmm. on top of that, I'm doing all these things. Right. Right. So it caps my revenue. And so the model is changing for me in that I'm looking at delivering more products. Hence the focus, uh, greater focus on the vision board playbooks that are coming out, which I have to tell y'all are just, there have been great before. But this one that's coming out is so beautiful. So luxe. Listen, um, I'm already <laughs> signed up. I was sitting here. Thinking, the money is spent. Do I was, you hear I, me? I'm already. I was already sitting here like 20 minutes ago thinking of their business model. I was like, outside of that product, I was like, you get you got products yeah. that you can just be rolling out. I already got. 
It's a lot. But yeah, yeah you, you're on it though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the shift for me is mm-hmm. that it is how do I, you know, so where I am service based, mm-hmm. I've increased the fee for that. Right. So that now it is a very premium offering. It really right now, you can't even find it on the website. <laughs> and so the people who have reached out, those are the people that's like, okay, we can talk about the coaching, right? Mm-hmm. But it is understandably, it's at a premium rate. It's not the rate that you got me at three or four years ago. When I had you at Wegmans uh, a while ago. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. different. Joe Budden. <laughs> have, have y'all, I mean, not, not Joe Budden. Uh, what's his name? Fat Joe. Have, have y'all seen the Fat the Joe price. clip? <laughs> the price. The price <laughs> yes. was yesterday. Is not the, the price, price today. today. Yeah. That's but exactly that's true. true. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Because and cause this is the thing. And I think sometimes people start out with the prices, you know, going to start here. This price that I had, the premium price I have now is because of the years of experience that I have now and what I'm able to deliver at a higher level for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And so the price yesterday, right, yeah. is not the price today. Mm-hmm. And I am in a space like, you know, honestly, even as early as two weeks ago, a company approached me for a speaking engagement and the money, you know, if they would have offered that to me about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Listen, it was a no brainer, mm-hmm. but <laughs> It was not the price. Yeah. And I still had, you know, some wiggle room that I thought about mm-hmm. that, you know, I would come to agreement with them because of what they wanted to do, but they didn't come in my range. And so I was comfortable walking away from it mm-hmm. because the price is the price, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know what I'm going to deliver to you. I know the impact that it's going to have on your organization. And I also know that you have the budget to be able to do it. right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's, you know, part of the shift in the business model itself is that looking at more product focused things that can help a greater number of people compared to the limited number of people that I'm able to serve in a service-based model. And there's nothing wrong with service-based. Yeah. You just have to understand when you need to pivot and how things are adjusting. Yeah. So, so the piggyback on that, and this is something that um, I want to start applying for just our stuff. But when it comes to like that service, mm-hmm. you know, base consultant type, um, you know, businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's this one guy I follow and he has this model where, you know, if you want like that one on one coaching, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you premium price. Right. Uh, let's, so let's just say like for an hour is fifteen hundred dollars right. or something like that. Which is very low mm. for for a lot of these coaches. Okay, very low. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so so his his model or his motto is once he started getting because like yeah once he starts getting like five to ten mm-hmm. people purchasing his client I mean I mean his service of getting a consultation for an hour he's like the price must go up. Because in his yeah. mind, he doesn't want to do the service thing oh, because it's because exactly right. you're, you're taking my time I to see. focus on other stuff. But if you really want this, you must be serious because you're going to pay this premium price. So once people start getting it, clearly already have the roadmap because right. clearly people are going to pay for it. So let's raise that price up again. So he said, and, and just like Casey said, the world don't, doesn't even need to know the price increase. No, he said he just raised it up like he, he'll tell his assistant, hey. Raise the price. Yeah. <laughs> and so when people come looking, oh, like you said, it was seventeen hundred last week. Well, it's twenty five hundred this right. week because I don't really like, want to do this because I really don't want right. to do this. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the reason why I have not 
pulled out of the coaching side of it mm-hmm. is that one, I don't, you know, again, this is the faith side of it for me. I don't think that God's called me out of the coaching space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's still a lot of value that I bring to it. And mm-hmm. so until he said like, because literally all of this stuff that I do, like when I'm coaching, when I'm doing speaking engagements and all that, I know that I know that I'm a smart person, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm not that daggone smart. That some of the stuff that flo- a lot of the stuff that flows out of my mouth, I'm like Portia from Real Housewives. Like, who said that? Yeah. That's how I feel about this gift that I have. Yes. That it's like, who said that? Uh-huh. And it's like, I know it's me. And so I know that in the coaching and the speaking, all those spaces, I'm not. I have not been called out of that, okay. but I have been called to let's work smarter so that we can reach more people because there is an urgency for what's needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you are right. Um, me, Caitlin and I talked about it on an episode, I think to come up about service-based businesses mm-hmm. and how do you grow as a service-based business? As a matter of fact, uh, a couple episodes ago, we had a young lady here, um, who, uh, was a franchisor of a Dominican hair salon, right? And most folks would, most hairstylists are service-based business. Your hands can only do but so many heads a day, right? And she figured out the game where she's not even the one doing the hair, right? Like she, and and I was amazed by that. And so I also have a service-based business. It was just weird because I have a product, but I also provide a service at the same time. And so I'm, trying to apply the model to figure out how do I get from behind creating this product and doing the service? Like it's, it's a lot. I got a lot going on and I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out and I'm scaling and doing the things and I appreciate the time. <laughs> but you know, what's so good about, well, I'm glad you said that, you know, in this space is that, you know, even as I'm working with clients who are business owners, right? Okay. We're talking about the vision for their business and the things that they feel like they're called to do and mm-hmm. thinking about who they serve is that that is one of my frustrations sometimes with service-based um, business owners is that when I think about, let's say a hairstylist, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was talking about my daughter's hairstylist, right. right? And I have asked her for years, can you please start offering to us whatever it is that we need to keep our daughter's hair up in between appointments, right? Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you that whatever it is that I'm paying you for the service, whatever you recommend to me, I'm going to buy. Yes. And when you look at, whenever you look at like any of the shows, like, um, prop, what is it? Profit. What is his name? Um, Mark I Cuban. Think, not Mark Cuban, but the other guy, Prophet. I can't think of the name of it, oh, but there's this I other show. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, right? And it's a great show, but I remember him doing, you know, a salon one time, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that he had to help her to understand is that your money is really not just in making the doing the hair. Mm-hmm. Your money is going to be in those products. Yeah. If you're not merchandising mm-hmm. and offering the products, and when you finish with your client saying, Hey, mm-hmm. Candace, this is what I put on your hair today. Da, 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 and this is what's going to help you. And hey, do you are you using the right silk bonnet? Yes. Do you have the right satin pillowcase at mm-hmm. home? Listen, when you check out, Erica's going to show you exactly what I did. When I have left some of these more commercialized waxing places, yes. you, I guarantee you, as soon as they walk me from behind, as they check me out, yes. they take me straight to that wall. Yes. Because that's the money wall. Yes. Because that money wall right there, that's those products are going to be 
use products that they're going to have, you know, at some point you're going to run out and you're going to have to keep coming back to replenish Mm -hmm. that stuff. That's how we have to think in terms of when we are service based business. Not only how do I make the money in terms of the service I provide, how do I also offer you add ons just like the grocery store does that when you get ready to check out, we not finished with you. It's sort of like the infomercial, but there's more. Yes. Mm -hmm. What is your but there's more that we can offer to people. I promise you in this moment, there are two things that I've been seeking to add to my business for a while. Um, I make, I'm going to tell y'all about one of them. The other one I'm keeping my pocket. I make uh, <laughs> wedding brooms, right? That folks jump over at the end of the aisle. One of the things that I've been meaning to add to as like a checkout thing, right? So like, oh, I'm putting this broom in my cart because I'm going to buy this from Candace is the installation kit to hang it once you're done using it at the wedding. I mm. priced them, they're like 78 cents, right? But I need a specific one and people need a specific one and they're not gonna go out and look for them. Or if they do, it's gonna take them a long time. I can sell it to you for $10, $20, but it costs 78 cents for me to do. But there's more, you know, that's one of the things. I, mm-hmm. I promise you for three years, I've been meaning to add to my website. Haven't done it yet because I don't have a reset Sunday. I got a reset Sunday okay. coming this Sunday. I got a fix for us right <laughs> okay. now, right? Okay. The fix for us, along with all this stuff in terms of how do we as multiple hat wearers get it done. Yes. The other piece of it is accountability, right? Oh so boy. <laughs> right now in this moment, you have 30 days. Okay. Your my request to you okay. is to send me a calendar invitation yes. that says Candace uploads installation set. Yes to the website right 30 yes. days from today 30 days right? you got two things so to do for now 30 days. it's done because at the end of the day like you already know you leaving money on the table i know it i know it and a client and this is how i know it was god tapping me on my shoulder somebody who created was creating a broom the other day sent me a message and asked me do you do insulation kits for these and i wanted to like sink into my chair like no i don't i, said, I don't need to blow you when somebody asks ask you because it. i've been thinking about it for like three years Okay, thirty days. Here we thirty go. days. Calendar invitation. Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel. I just <laughs> or what's tired. worse is like, say say if there was another person uh, person who did brooms. Yes. You know, and y'all two are killing the game, and then this person all of a sudden drops like, "Hey, we got the installation kit." Yeah. So you're like. I knew I've it. been on that idea three years ago. Like, but here you are. Yeah. But here you are. Yeah. Okay. 30 Don't days. let that happen. Y'all heard it. 30 days. Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay, I'm going like, to do it. Because that, that kills I'm me do when, it. I, yeah, when I'm I gonna, see I'm that. I'm writing it in my phone right now. Here we go. I'm going to write it down. 30 days. I need an installation kit. It's going up. And you got to wake up at 5. And I got to wake up at 5. Lord have mercy. Because oh. you still should be locked in with Chico. <laughs> Y'all, y'all are requiring a lot. I put one, and then we had another guest who was like, all your bills should be on auto pay. I was like, what are y'all doing to me? I just uh, feel yeah. like, okay, all right. Okay, I'm starting to sweat now. Oh, So you are trying to revamp your business model such mm-hmm. that it is not so service-based, right. but it is more product-based. Do you have other products other than the Vision Dream Board that you are thinking about? Mm, absolutely. Okay. There is a whole pipeline. Oh. And so, um, in fact, there's a, a friend of mine, I um, asked him recently to look at my pipeline because I have ideas of the things that I want to um, launch. Okay. It's also about timing mm, um, mm-hmm. because some of the things, you know, because I think his thing, well, can't you do it all? No, I can't. No, I can't <laughs> do it all at the same time because a couple of the things, they are going to require some really focused energy. energy. Mm-hmm. So right now at the top of the pipeline is the um, vision board playbooks. 
what comes second. There are a couple things that are dueling to come second. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have somebody that can kind of, you know, flesh it out with me and figure out what is the next best step. It doesn't have to be the perfect step, mm-hmm. but what's the next best. So there are some things that are coming out that yeah. I'm really excited about okay. that are companions to the vision board playbook okay. or companions to this work that I do in terms of helping women to discover and define their, you know, their, their vision and dreams. And the great thing about the vision board playbooks, that's going to be different this year coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll launch, um, September, I think we'll start doing pre-sales and orders, is that the years pr- prior, they were very gender specific. Now, they mm. are Black Lux. And even the worksheets in themselves, there's no gender necessarily relation to them. Okay. Because I had men that were that wanted to do them. Mm-hmm. And I had men that had ordered them. And they were just like, fine, that's fine. I'll just ignore when you say she or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had my son to do one. And my oldest son is getting ready to do it. Because I'm telling you, over the years when I've done the vision board playbook for myself, nine the, the last one that I just did, I would probably estimate that 90% of what I envisioned for those various roles took place. And it was because not just having, and I think that's the crazy part about vision boards, is that they're pretty, but most people don't have a strategy behind them. That's the and whole with idea the vision playbook. board playbooks, there's, yeah, we're going to get to the pretty pictures and we're going to cut and we're going to have a party, <laughs> but let's talk about the strategy and do you understand what your pitfalls are going to be that are going to kind of get in your way of not achieving the vision. So that's the secret sauce of the vision board playbooks. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a playbook. It's a playbook. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I know. He's like, oh, playbook. I Couples got can do them. Like there's like you could, you know, as a couple, you know, mm-hmm. you could sit down and think about what is the what's the vision in the various areas of our family dynamic or, you know, by yourself as well. So, you know what? It's funny because our previous guest was also talking about that, like um, having a and I never thought of it in that way, but having a mission as yes. a couple, like a goal as a couple. Statement. I was like, huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Whew. I am just I am tired. I have learned so much. <laughs> I feel like I am full. Real quick. Okay. <laughs> I just want I just want to ask, do you have that trademark? The, Which one? Uh, the vision board playbook? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, cool. Cuz cuz I think, you know, one just always want to protect yourself. So if you already got that Oh wait. No, not that part. I have the other part. So yes. As a as a listen, I'm reaching out to the attorney. Thank you for reminding me. I will reach out to the attorney today. That's your so 30 anybody day listen, that's my thirty days. Yes, I'm not so the only anybody listening to this podcast It's like, let me just jump on that. Oh, yeah. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin yeah. just told me. Be, or not because like I'm thinking and Candace says something or she asked you about it earlier mm-hmm. when you were like uh you have your roles color coded. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it would happen because I'm not true it but to me you would make a killing if you can come up with an app some type of app that just has all the roles there and somebody lazy like me mm-hmm. or and the other million people out there mm-hmm. that can just go in there and create your role and mm-hmm. just say i don't know what what the eight roles are but you know if the role is i don't know Mom. healthcare or or, mm-hmm. or, or, or self-care like mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. that's one of the roles I just populate it and then it automatically populates itself versus Candace mm-hmm. having to take time out of her busy schedule mm-hmm. to go create a Google. I agree. On Google, but I like that. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, we had to talk about that. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to talk about that because that, that app life, like, I would, would literally download would, that yeah. and yeah. then have like different things under self care fitness, 
my nighttime skincare routine, whatever I want to select as that's the thing and then be able to drop it into a calendar. I like and it. And it, it, it might not even be as hard as I'm thinking mm-hmm. because like on a lot of those wellness things. So you have like mind body, we use Vigaro. There's a lot of these things, but you can just pay a higher um, fee mm-hmm. to just get the thing customized to your own brand. Yeah. So they already give you the template and everything. Yeah. Just for for that to just to get it for like fifteen hundred two thousand dollars, mm-hmm. wow. but you have your own thing. License it out. Wow, yep. now yeah. you know about that. Yeah, it might need to look listen, into. Listen, I'm that. sitting among genius, and I'm so grateful <laughs> That's for Kaylin. That's listen. There's just genius in this whole room. I'm trying to tell you, Kaylin needs to uh, his next business venture needs to be business consultant strategist. Because as the idea of like rolling out ideas and products, like he'll sit with you for an hour listen to your business and then be like so have you ever thought about and i'd be like let me write this down well that's actually one of the things i'm about to get into is like coaching Mm -hmm. um but 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 like like she said more of like a um a different type of coach because i'm not trying to coach you so and i know you see this in the coaching world where you have a lot of people on Instagram, it's like, oh, I can, I can coach you on how to make the your first six figures, <laughs> yeah, or or how to make a million dollar business. Like, I'm not trying to coach you to do that, right. you know. Um, not saying that you know I couldn't, but I don't, I don't want to do that. But where I see a big need is a lot of people have business ideas but don't know how to really get started, how to mm-hmm. flush out their mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm good at, like Candace said, like just hearing what you like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then let's put the roadmap together from there and then I'll send you on your way. Oh, that's dope. But that's yeah. really dope. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's, that's I something that. I have. Yes. Don't I, sleep on it. I was going to say, don't, don't sleep, sleep on it. it. And don't you sleep on that app either because that sounds like a great idea. That'd be your first download. There are multiple people asking for app, but not in the way that you guys, that you just unpacked it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting to hear it this way. The ways that I've heard it before, I'm like, mm, not interested in that way. Um, and so the app thing keeps, conversation keeps coming mm-hmm. up, but this is a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm appreciative. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then an ebook. That was That was the other one. Okay. Because all this meeting with people, you can just package that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so there are, so that's Pipeline. Okay. So that is, <laughs> we're revealing we the secrets. No, no, yeah. that is Pipeline. You know, just for account of this all, yeah. So yes. part of my Pipeline stuff is doing some pitching to some agents. Oh, you know, good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So where can the people find you if they're interested? Now, when they find you, you need to know that the fee has gone up. It is not what it was yesterday. So just know that, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that she's going to be available. I'm just telling you where you can find her. Where? But, oh. but speaking of the fee, uh-huh. um, is are the fees the same, whether it's a one-on-one or a group? Because, like, I, again, I know when um, Candace had mm-hmm. you come out, it was a, it was a group session. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are those the same group They're session? Different. Okay. So because in fact somebody reached out to me last week because they want to start an accountability group because that's something that I've successfully been able to do. Mm. Um, and so that kind of a fee is a bit different. And the great thing about group stuff is that you get to share the love with the fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. you get the value that's added in there. So yep, it's a little bit different. Another. Go ahead. Take your time, sir. So. Are the sessions just a one day? Like, are mm-hmm. like how long is, are they? Like a one hour, one day thing, or mm-hmm. is it like for an accountability group? 
Mm-hmm. Is that like every Once Monday month? out the month, or yeah. like how does that work? So the accountability that the one that I just mentioned is more so coaching. So okay. that is um, that is a group of people that want to get together and they've never done accountability groups and don't have a format and a structure and want to know uh, the accountability groups that I've hosted and I'm part of one now. Um, what is the structure? How does this work? How do we all get equal share time and what does that look like? So that's mm-hmm. like a one time, like okay. a couple of hours, us getting on a Zoom call and talking through what are the goals for each person and what is the time and all that and just creating a a roadmap for you guys oh so you set them up for greatness and let them fly okay exactly right so they are because part of that has been that um i've been a part of and hosted accountability groups for some years Mm -hmm. and we i either myself or the ladies who are in the accountability group constantly get requests to see can they be in our group and my beautiful accountability group the one that i'm a part of right Mm -hmm. now they are in the no new friends club not that they don't (laughs) love people yes but they like the rhythm and the space that we have and Mm -hmm. so that's one way to empower people to be able to do it so there's some downloads and things that are going to be coming that's pipeline stuff too okay um to be able to help people to just download what it is i would share with this group as an example okay so that they can start accountability groups so yeah so it's a bit different in terms gotcha. of structure. but to still answer the other part of your question when it comes to one-on-one coaching it depends on what you're coming to coaching for right so when i've had people that come to coaching because it is, it is i want to know what is my purpose like what am i here to do we're not going to do that in one session that's going to be two sessions at a minimum right mm-hmm. where each of those sessions is about two and a half hours long straight where we're grinding and working through and i'm exploring with you and helping you to tap in for some people it's really emotional like there have been tears on the, on the calls itself mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. a lot of emotional and vulnerable sort of work that we're doing mm-hmm. um and so those sessions are typically like two hours or so when i've done the accountability groups those are different and that accountability groups typically i run those for three to six months at a time okay um and so a person that is a part of the group because i got to find the right mix of people because they have the chemistry has to be right there gotcha. has to be trust mm-hmm. there can't be people that are in the same exact industry so there's a, a bit of a you know science mm-hmm. that kind of goes to it a little bit in that space they either pay totally up front or they pay on a monthly basis gotcha. um, and that sort of deal. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love it. Yeah. We need to start an accountability group. I think that would be tight. I think, I think so y'all too. should. I, think y'all should. <laughs> I, think I mean, we are, tight. we check in with each other every two weeks now. We just need to add a few more folks to that group. So it's yeah. more than just me and you. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be tight. I think so too. Like a little mastermind class. Yeah. Mastermind yeah. group. I like yeah. it. Because the, the one thing I'll say about it, the, the great thing about accountability groups is that there's a book, I don't know if you guys probably heard of it, it's called Blue Ocean Strategy. Um, amazing book. It's okay. very data heavy. And so it's one of those books that you kind of read, you skim through and get the meat out of it, what you need, mm. right? There's so many pieces in it, but the one piece that I want to talk about very quickly that that you are tapping into with the accountability groups is that it really also focuses on borrowing from other industries. That's what really helps to create what they call blue ocean. Red ocean is where everybody's competing for the same customer often the same services basically what walmart does is that they have to compete on price Mm -hmm. because they're not offering anything that's different so to speak target is pretty much blue ocean because of the way that they've kind of segmented what they offer by the experience right Mm -hmm. so even if you tried to be a target you can't because of all the systems and all the things Mm -hmm. they have in there right So in that space of being blue ocean, right, where you're not fighting for the same, and that's what it's like blood really is what Mm -hmm. the red ocean is, Mm -hmm. where you're not fighting for the same customers and you're kind of setting yourself apart, 
a part of that is being able to look at other industries beyond your own to be able to borrow from those industries to bring that into what you do. So you have the two of you that mm-hmm. have your separate industries, mm-hmm. right? But when you add other people who are grinders like you, you're able to hear and listen how they're doing things and running things mm-hmm. a bit differently. And so it helps you to diversify how you're thinking about yours and what competitive advantages you can add to your business that will set you apart from other people. So that's mm-hmm. another great thing about accountability oh, yeah. groups. Yeah. Nice. I like that. I do too. Yeah. It's uh, similar to Kaylin and I have often thought about, and I guess we can share this because Stream Chasers on how we go about um, going from what we're doing to monetizing the platform. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've often come back to We have never called an accountability group, but we have called it like a mastermind of sorts for folks that we call them Stream Chaser alumni, right? Mm. So folks who've come on the show, who've done it, but have um, shown themselves obviously to be true like grinders and chasing after a thing, but putting them in a group together to Mm -hmm. see, you know, if you need an idea fleshed out, if you need this, this, that, like these are a group of people that you want access to. You know what I mean? So I love that. Things that we've thought about. Yeah, <laughs> to come because for on the low, for real, for real, we didn't had a we have a few millionaires. Yeah, that have been on this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In in our early stages. Yeah. Wow. So I That's mean, incredible. and people who are doing the things. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Anywho, who I have? I mean, I just feel. When I leave Stream Chasers, I need y'all to know something. When I leave the set sometimes, I just feel, I feel exhausted because I've taken in so much information. I feel inspired because the mm-hmm. people that we have on the show are just filled with such greatness and they inspire. But I also feel a tad bit of shame because I'd be like, oh, sometimes they'd be calling me to the carpet on the things I know to do and have not done. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So if the people want to find you, yes, Miss Michelle, <laughs> where can they find you? So the website is dreams-unleashed.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but the daily party happens on Instagram currently okay. at michelle.mckinney. Yes. Yeah. So that's where you can find her. And that's where Sundays with Misha happened. That's where I learned about, um, what was that yogurt? What's the yogurt? We. We the, the that we need to do a partnership oh, with. Yes, pitch. you do. We yogurt with the but the dairy free alternative change is life. literally everything. Uh, do you hear me? It and, and I like dairy and it yeah. is a dairy and it is everything. Amazing. I love it. My daughters love it. It is wonderful. <laughs> All right, stream chasers. So if you want to find us, you know that we are on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Podcasts. We all the places but most importantly we are at www.streamchasers.work because stream chasers do the work do the work and with that just got paid just got paid